Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to The Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. Podcast. <laughs> Who are you today? Uh, I think I'm kind of like a, like a gangster. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Tommy gun. Yeah. Yeah, since we're in like Sin City, I figured, oh, you know. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, another week, another week without our bottle of tequila. Yes. Another update <laughs> that we still don't have our bottle of tequila, but I did reach out to Lisa Barlow and I just said, hey, if if you want, we could come pick it up. You know, you said that you would send it to us in December of last year. But, you know, um, she said amazing. And she's going to get it to us early this week. So we'll see. <laughs> I just love that you totally pulled a Whitney. You're like, Lisa, I just want to tell you that, I mean, I know this is not how you do business, but, you know, you told us, like, a few months ago that you would send us this, and we still don't have it, and your assistant just never showed up, and I'm just telling you as a friend who cares <laughs> about your business. It's rude, it, and it's selfish. I totally <laughs> did a Whitney. <laughs> Uh, whoops I was really sweet about it and she was sweet back to me so I hope we're cool I really love Lisa a lot like it's so funny because like I said beginning of the season I didn't really like Lisa but now Lisa's really kind of my favorite like she's a badass boss B you know and I, I she like she helps me like get focused a little bit like she makes me want to achieve more <laughs> you know i was talking to my mom while i was in tennessee visiting with her about goal setting no lie yeah. and turns out my mom's a goal setter as well like this gospel of lisa barlow has spread i love this she's and just... my mom doesn't even watch the housewives <laughs> <laughs> but she did listen to our podcast and she loved it she did she totally loved it <laughs> but yeah lisa she's just so goal oriented and she she, like, whatever she says, she's going to do. Amen. True, So true. that's another reason why I reached out to her. And I was like, hi. I think this <laughs> week uh, um, she gained even more fans than she had before. I mean, I, I know we have a lot to talk about that. But this week in particular, I felt like Lisa was MVP in some aspects. Oh, 100%. I wrote, I, um, later on in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about oh, that. Speaking of MVP, I did look into the Queen Bee situation that we talked about last mm -hmm. week. And it really is just a reference to worker bees. It, there's really yeah. not a whole lot extra to that. When my mom was listening to the episode, she's like, well, you know, now next week you should probably go to them and tell and tell them what that is about. And I was like, okay. So I Googled it, and it really is not much more than a, a reference to worker bees. Yeah, just like hard workers and stuff. And, and trust me, I have this friend named Nate who is very mean to me. Like, I'm standing here. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's like one of my best friends, but every single time he listens to our episode, he always sends me a bunch of texts correcting me on everything that I'm doing. And <laughs> he's course. like, you missed your opportunity to say it's worker bees and stuff like that. So he's always critiquing me after the episode's over. <laughs> well, uh, there goes that unsolicited advice. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time getting into this week's episode because... 
Holy cow. Y'all, this was an episode. You guys, when we were taking notes last night, we were almost in tears because we had to pretty much write down anything that they were saying, everything they were saying and doing. It was like, this episode is... In my opinion, one of the best episodes of any Housewives city ever. I mean, it was constant from beginning to end. Like, I thought it was, like, going to be so long, but it went by so fast watching it because it never stopped. It was so I mean, intense. I was happy. I laughed. I got super scared. It had everything. This episode, what I put up there with Scary Island from New York, one of the most iconic episodes of any Housewives That's ever. That's good. But in this episode, Jen Shaw plays both Kelly Ben Simone and Jill Zarin. <sighs> <laughs> you know, she is crazy, creating a lot of the drama that Kelly Ben Simone created. And then later on, she shows up uninvited like Jill Zarin did. So this episode was for people who have been sleeping on Salt Lake. Holy like last week I was listening to Bitch Sesh and they were like, you know, I'm afraid that Salt Lake just doesn't have a whole lot more to give us. And then bam, this episode came out. I was I like, was thinking the same thing because I was like, what else can they do in Vegas that they're going to like have a flip out about? Because they kind of had a like resolution between Lisa, mm-hmm. Meredith and Whitney. So it's like, oh, cool. What else are they going to do? I was like completely blown away. We've learned there is no resolution in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. This is episode 12. It's Sinners in the City. So we start off looking down the Las Vegas Strip. Look at this picture of this of the Strip. What's the first thing that you see when you look at this image of the Strip? I see the Eiffel Tower. Do you know what the very the first thing that I saw? What? Was the CVS two buildings over. Oh, I see it. Talk oh, about branding. <laughs> I mean, out of all of those things to see, the Eiffel Tower, the Ferris wheel, the hot air balloon, I noticed the CVS. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And the second you said CBS, I saw it. It's all you see. And that's all I see now is that CBS. That's um, <laughs> well, maybe we should have a moment to talk about branding. Okay, let's do it. So, we have stuff to talk about about this. First of all, I want to say we have a lot of really wonderful people who have been very supportive of this podcast. A lot of our personal friends have just randomly reached out to us from from Canada to South Carolina. Our friends are just reaching out and saying, oh, my God, we love your podcast. And that's really great encouragement. Yeah, getting all that I liked that unsolicited advice. Right. Because it was all really good and positive because you never can tell how you're doing personally if you're being annoying or if you're being funny, you know. And so it's hard to judge how good you're doing. And we're getting a big response about this. And everyone's afraid, like, well, what's going to happen after Salt Lake City's over? What are you guys going to do? We also need to um, send out a shout out to our very first fan. Our super fan. Our super fan um, on Instagram. Her name is Jill. On Instagram, it's Jill, E-N-I-S-H-A-L-L. I I don't want to uh, mispronounce her because she's been so faithful and such a great fan and such a great encouragement that we just got to give her a little bit of shout out. She's really helped spread the word of the Real House Bears. And Jill, and along with a lot of other wonderful people who have reached out to us, have said, oh no, the season's almost over. What's happening next? Well, we're going to assure you all that we're not going anywhere, so we're just going to move to a new city. Yeah, we're going to go on to a next city, and we aren't going to be called the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City anymore. Yes, so once the Real Housewives of New Jersey 
have launched. We will rebrand. Back to that brand. I'm on a nice little segue. How yeah, that? Like, like so that. we will rebrand just simply as The Real House Bears. Our social media outlets will be updated to reflect just The Real House Bears. We're going to have a website built up for The Real House Bears. So keep an ear out for all these exciting updates. Um, again, once we'll be switching and recapping The Real Housewives of New Jersey and looking at the trailers for this season look. It looks juicy. Uh, juicy. And you know, I have like a huge crush on one of the husbands on that. Oh, no. You're flat out in love with Joe Gorga. I love Joe Gorga. <laughs> so, Dog, I need a drink. Those are like, come do me now, boots. Shut up. We're really excited to get to recap another very exciting city that's been around for a really long time. We are Salt Lake through and through, but be on the lookout for The Real House Bears Mm -hmm. coming up in just a few weeks. And we're still just going to focus on one franchise at a time to get really deep and dirty with it. Yeah, we love to get deep. I'm about to get this thing sparked up. All right, so now (laughs) let's get on to the Nomad Las Vegas where the Shaw squad is getting ready to go to the strip club. See, I told you, there are so many like starter points where she's getting her makeup done. She's like the only housewife that is constantly getting videoed with her makeup being done. I wonder if the other ladies are not spending the time and money I don't on... think they have squads. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly not squads, but I wonder if they're hiring makeup artists. You know, a lot of them learn after their first season. Yeah. Not that I think many of them have much to learn, but a lot of them learn after their first season to spend the money. I guess now they're getting that housewives money. Housewives money. Um, to maybe spend the money on hair and makeup and different and stylists and so on and so forth. I do have to say that when... Whitney goes to Heather's room, the uh, the jacuzzi tub right next to the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I love, love a tub. Oh, you know, I mean, I spent my entire life taking a bath after school every single day until I outgrew bathtubs. So you know how I feel. I know about you it. outgrew a bathtub at eight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love when you come in, get excited, get excited. Um, but, you know, only Heather Gay can get away with saying, I, take off your jacket so you'll look less underdressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, un- Heather Gay, unsolicited advice. But, <laughs> but actually, I think this was a moment of, you know, I care about you. You know that I have your best interest in heart. And I, I wouldn't take offense if Heather Gay said that because I knew I would know what she would be. I, but I thought that was rather ironic. It's nice to get critiqued on what you're wearing sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you don't know what you're doing, Mary. (laughs) So Whitney had a blast with Lisa and Meredith, but I love that we found out that Whitney didn't just lap Lisa once. She lapped her twice. I also loved it that Meredith is the one that gave Lisa the nickname School Zone Barlow. Right, from the one who doesn't like to drive. Yeah. That it was hysterical. Hysterical. And now Meredith wants to get a sports car. Uh, I'm like, get it, girl. Get, get it, it, girl. It's so hard. You're going to get so many tickets in that. It's so hard to not go fast in a sports car. Yes. Ugh. I love Lisa's outfit here. She's wearing like a similar version to that red tracksuit she was wearing earlier, but this is pink with like the jewels down the um, down the sleeves and mm-hmm. the embellish. I thought that was... It looks both dressy and casual. It looks very expensive, but it looks comfortable. Can I tell you what it also looks like? What? It looks like it could be another piece to Brooks Marks. Oh, no. Because it's, you know, it's just the line down the sides. Tracks- no. I mean, I told you, to be honest, every tracksuit has that. I think it's even more <laughs> elegant than Brooks Marks. And um, oh, Lisa's wearing nicer. some serious jewelry here. Uh, but they're sitting down in both Meredith 
and Lisa. Both Meredith and Lisa love that. I love that. Oh, I love that. Gorgeous. Between all the yummy food and, and the porn star martini. With a toucan on the top of it? What makes that? Por is a toucan, like, associated with porn? I don't know what kind of porn <laughs> they watch in. <laughs> um, I love that Lisa cheers to their racing skills, and then Meredith's reaction to the confessional is just great. I loved it so much. <laughs> so um, great. But they, they start talking about how the ladies have accepted Whitney's apology and how they feel good about it. Um, and I really uh, like that they're moving on. Yeah, the bottom line of this, all of this, is that Whitney, Lisa, and Meredith all feel great and they're all ready for a clean slate. Yeah, Whitney jinxed it by starting the night off by saying that she feels like we're all going to have a really good night because <laughs> all the the beef has been squashed. But then she immediately sees Heather's face and it's like, wait, what? That's another <laughs> moment when Heather Gay's face needs a sound effect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it needs so like, good. Boom, you know, something. Heather starts to talk about how Jen still has not forgiven her. Now, Whitney feels like Jen hasn't behave been behaving that way to her face, but when it flashes back to the hot tubs, Jen's still showing it in her face. Whitney just didn't see it. Like I said, that hug and like acceptance of the apology, it was so uncomfortable. I, you could see Jen is like, get out of my tub. Yes, I think that I even said when we recovered that, I was like, she wants to jump out of her skin. Oh it my gosh. <laughs> what the f*** is this um, so then Jen enters the dining room wearing that. I, people are hating that Versace green outfit that she was wearing with the like the floral plant. I loved it. I, I'm, I'm not mad at it, and I think it looks great on her. It looks really good against her skin tone. Yes, and Jen comes in just smiling. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, she looks really good. Yeah, smiling, having a good time, and then. Lisa and Meredith tell Jen that Whitney apologized, and that smile goes away, right away. <sighs> and then Lisa asks, are you upset still? Are you upset still? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jen says she still has issues with Whitney because, uh, okay, well, many reasons. <laughs> yeah, she's upset about a lot of things. At this moment... She's upset at the fact that Whitney still says, it's not my fault. Because Whitney, at this time, still thought it was Heather Gay's fault. Yeah. So I think that's... Well, I mean, the real fault deal here is that Jen Shaw just doesn't want to be the bad guy, so she wants Whitney to be the bad guy. We'll talk about a lot more of that. Yeah, but absolutely. One, the one thing that she's able to focus on right here is that Whitney didn't seem to give an, a, a sincere apology to Jen because she said that, well, it's not really my fault situation. Then Jen says, like, well, how can you be cool if she threw you under the bus, Lisa? And Lisa's like, "That's that wasn't the situation. <laughs> and Lisa's like, how hard is it to understand? She apologized. She seemed sincere. I accepted it. Like, what, what's the confusing part of that? Jen's not having it at all. Uh, uh, and uh, Whitney uh. saying this drunk was worse than the actual whatever, supposed lie from Mary, you know? Yeah, where did this... Well, why does Jen think that Whitney's lying when all that's happening is Whitney is repeating what Mary said? It was the way it was given. Everyone heard keywords, and nobody listened to the whole conversation. So everyone took little bits and pieces of what Whitney was trying to say and ran with it. And so it's so miscommunication right now. Well, it's easy to blame Whitney to try to take a blame away from Jen's reaction. You know? Meredith is not having it. She's disengaging. I'm not engaging. Okay, listen, Jen. Jen. 
Uh, yeah, she is. She, <laughs> you know, she says that. First, I agree. We're adults. This is the second time you have told me that I need to choose a side. This is the second time you've told me that I need to choose who is going to be my friend. No one tells me who to be friends this with. Is- so, first of all, no. Mm. Second of all, no, no. Yeah, Meredith is, she's not engaging because she grew up in a very hostile home. Too. I know. that. Um, I thought that was, I'm glad to have heard that part of her story. Because I really, I really like this about her. It's not very housewives of her to do this, but I like this. I want to do this in my own personal life. If somebody's like trying to get on my nerves or trying to get in my face, I'm just gonna be like, I'm disengaging and walking away. Like yeah. that's the best practice. Yeah, it's not a real housewives practice. Right. But... <laughs> if screaming and yelling is not for you, then maybe the housewives are not for Ooh. you. I feel like Lisa really is the champ of this whole dinner. As a matter of fact, I mean, she's really doing everything that she can to defuse the situation, and this is a perfect example of no one being scared of Jen Shaw, but instead probably just something, you know, she probably said something along the lines of, you know, maybe every time we get together, I'm scared she's going to act act crazy. But that doesn't mean that you're scared. No, you're not scared of her. And that's where it's all mixed up. Like, all yeah. the conversations have been and so mixed up. And we all know that Mary is, does not know how to speak eloquently or make a sentence for that matter. No. <laughs> and I, I was going to say this later on, but when they cut to the one scene with Mary, her trying to get into a position to hold the phone up gave me the worst anxiety. If you go back so... and rewatch it, she keeps on like moving arms and then like switch. I'm like, just pick a position. No, I think we all saw that. And then that. she just stands up and just stands there. I, was I like, think we all saw Ooh. that. Um, but yeah, well, Meredith walks away because she doesn't want to be told to two sides, and now Lisa is alone with Jen. I mean, are you... I'm feeling anxiety right now just talking about this. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I am. It's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous. I'm nervous when somebody's alone with Jen for some reason. I'm just... just, This whole episode gives me anxiety in a way that I love. I mean, that's what my housewives are for. Yeah, and, and, you know, Lisa, she really was the MVP of this. She's like, no more grand exits. No more grand exits. And, of course, Jen is like, well, how come she, Meredith, gets to do that, but I don't get to do that? And that's whole like it reminds me of how you think people with a lot of siblings yeah. act like it's not my fault how come it's you know it's that pick yes, and pull kind yes, of thing yes i grew up kind of an only child so i never had anyone to blame for anything i'm convinced that people who have siblings spend their entire lives even when they're not with their siblings trying to place blame <laughs> figure, who's at fault who's at fault whose fault is it well i'm the youngest of five kids and i'm always right <laughs> of course so <laughs> well and then it really happens heather and whitney come in oh my god <laughs> whitney accompanied by heather and jen is i think jen is really pissed off seeing that they walked in together yeah. I think that's what really set her off right away is because she doesn't want her to be friends with Whitney. Well, she's seeing such red. I don't even know if there is a rational explanation as to why she even leveled up her rage. She starts... I mean, she lunged at, like, Whitney and Heather. Yeah, it's I mean... scary. She gets in everyone's face. When Heather tries to stop her to see what's wrong, Jen, like, cat scratches her with those claws. Well, I loved it when Jen is like, go on, Whitney, talk. And then two seconds later, like... Shut the f up, Whitney! <laughs> and just, just keep on going. And but the, what? I am glad that Heather stood up for Whitney. I love Heather to death. She is such a ride or die girl, and she's she stands up for what's right. Um, but 
you could see that Whitney is trying to put space and people between her and Jen because she's legit scared. And I oh. would be too because oh. she has threatened her life multiple times now. I, I mean, she's going to drown getting... her. She's going to bury her in the, her backyard. Like... And she's getting uncomfortably close in her face. Yes. And, uncomfortably and her hands are flying face. everywhere with those big claws. Like, and I was yes. so, I was on the edge of my seat like, covering Whitney, my eyes. She can't take the look of shock away for the rest of this episode. And you could, and even Meredith says that later on she's like yeah. Are you, what, you're like, you're not okay and she's like no like, I'm not <laughs> she is taking and then Jen gets in Heather's face and the whole time Lisa is like standing on the side trying to rationalize like honey I don't know if you're going to be able to rationalize with this and Jen has a cocktail in her hand it's making me a, nervous the whole time. Uh, she's going to spill it everywhere. And then it also made me think, how many cocktails has she already had? And we've had this Has she eaten of, today? Probably not. Probably not. Ugh, it, made, it just made me so nervous because I did just watch that martini glass move side to side and stuff. And then her claws and her hands going towards people. And Jen needs to be careful with what she says to people because she has threatened these girls with death a couple of times. You know, like, that's yeah. not okay. <laughs> well, that's why the bodyguard is there. Not to protect Jen Shaw, but, but to protect everyone else from Jen Shaw. Yeah, like if you're in prison, he's not. she's not locked in with you, you're locked in with her. Yeah, I mean, people <laughs> on social media are like, why does she need a bodyguard? And I'm like, because other people need to be protected. But you know, Jen Shaw keeps saying that that I don't, I'm not trying to make people pick sides, but every single time she's having a, a like a, a an attack, she's saying, go ahead, choose Whitney. You know, go with Whitney. You know, she keeps... And it's it's a one hundred percent. She doesn't want people to choose sides, no. or she wants people to yeah, choose sides. Yeah, one hundred percent. And she's saying that she doesn't, but it's so obvious, and it, it's scary. I'm so scared at this episode. Well, Jen finally gets to have her grand exit. Uh, oh, by the way, I was shaw shocked, shocked <gasps> on this episode by Jen. Shocked. <laughs> Shahakta. Not shell shocked. Shah shocked. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. That's I was amazing. Shah shocked. Shah amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, Lisa is trying to follow Jen around this place and trying to be like, listen, I am trying to be here with you. I've got your back. You see that I'm You're right not here alone. with you. You're, You're not, not alone. alone. You have a friend. We're not ganging up on you. I'm here to be with you. I feel like it's a very similar tactic to Heather Gay takes with a lot of people with mm-hmm. her. Like, hey, I show you, I'm loyal to you. I'm your friend. Look, Let's talk I'm about this. showing you this. Um, yeah. Well, after she talks to her, she goes back to Whitney, <laughs> and Lisa's trying to convey to Whitney that, you know, it damaged their marriage. It's more than just surface stuff, but it damaged their marriage. Granted, Jen's reaction to it is what affected their marriage, not because of Whitney, but I think she's trying to get her to understand how bad it's affected Jen well, Lisa, and her life. Well, Lisa says... I think she's still upset from Sharif's party. I think it caused damage, Whitney. I was like, you think? <laughs> you think? I know, that's what I was saying, too. But I really want to see I want to see her stand up um, in her confessional look with that sheer light blue blouse and the black leather skirt. Mm. I want her to stand up. I want to see how that looks. It looks really pretty in her confessional. I want to see how it looks standing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, we finally get a minute to breathe. I mean, we are only, like, we are only not even 15 minutes into this episode. Well, and we don't even talk that Whitney is now going to spill the tea 
to Lisa about what Jen is saying behind her back. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not even over yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But luckily we get a moment just to get a little... Their girls are recapping mm-hmm. so we can breathe. Uh. And then Whitney drops that other bomb about Jen Shaw talking about Meredith and Lisa. But did you notice how great she said it because she's not drunk? Yes. She was like, boom, 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 done. Yes. And <laughs> she- Lisa is... You mean? What if she would? What if she went, Lisa? Now you know that I'm a straight up girl, and, and I, I was really <laughs> surprised to hear. <laughs> but she starts off with Meredith's message or Meredith's marriage. Then we find out that Jen called Whitney the night before, saying that Lisa was talking smack. The night before, Lisa's mad face, I love her mad face. Um, When she's mad and when she's sad, she starts blinking furiously. And then we finally get the line, the iconic Lisa line that they've been teasing all season. If you don't hold yourself to the same standards, go away. I love that, though. That was great. I I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) But true, I mean, I... It's it's just I'm just blown away. It's it's hard to even it's hard to even speak about this episode. There's just so much and it puts me in a frenzy. I hope we don't sound too chaotic. I know, I kinda feel like we're talking fast, but I'm like sweating because this episode was so intense. And then Jen calls Sharif falling apart. This seems like a really bad idea to me. Their marriage is seems very fragile right now. So I don't know if I would call Sharif acting like a crazy person knowing what's going on in my relationship and what we'd just been through. I kind of felt that same way. But um, Coach Shaw's just... He's there for her. He's a saint. He's a saint. But I don't... I think... I think she's oblivious to how her reactions affect those around us. To her, y'all know who I am. You know how I act. You should expect this by now. And, you know, I've also known a lot of people who grow up in homes where that's just people yell and fight and scream and say horrible things. And the next minute it's over and no one even thinks about it. Mm. So maybe that's the kind of situation. But I do have to say this. Lover or hater, if it wasn't for Jen Shaw, this show had mostly first season just been one big kumbaya. I'm kind of like the person that gets along with everybody. It's true. Imagine when they let Mary out of the closet next season. I don't know if that's going to happen. But imagine. This is one of my favorite homes. And then we get to Whitney's room. Welcome to the jungle. Do I look like a fern? Here comes more spilling of the tea. Yeah, Lisa is so happy to see Meredith. You can tell that they're really close friends. She's like, so happy to see her. Like, in the middle of all this chaos and anger, we have a moment of of joy because Lisa's happy to see Meredith. Whitney is still, again, visibly shaken. But this is where Meredith can see how visibly shaken Whitney is. Yeah. And everyone's trying to process what just happened because it was like a firecracker went off in your hands. Yeah. You're like, what happened? <laughs> uh, so Whitney says that Lisa was supposed to be supposedly coming after her, but Whitney thinks... Now, according to Watch What Happens Live after this episode, Whitney thinks that Lisa and Jen were conspiring against Whitney. And that's why Jen is really so angry because Lisa forgave her and wasn't continuing on through the plan. Ooh, that kind of makes sense. Be- I'll I'll go back to this a little bit later because I have something written down about what was kind of fishy about something that Lisa was saying. So currently, it's just Jen said that Lisa was going to come after me, but 
We might even find out at the reunion that they were both going to come after her. Oh, my gosh. Um, Meredith is going to spill her life to everyone now. And you could tell it's hard for her to do this, but... I'm really happy that she feels comfortable enough to be able to tell this to the girls, but she's also doing it to, like, stop rumors. Right. But she straight up says, we've been separated for a very long time, um, oftentimes, and I've even been with other people. Poor Lisa. This is like the cherry on the icing on the topping of the cake tonight. Like... And I Lisa, felt worse yeah. for Lisa hearing it than Meredith having to say it. Like, you can see her holding back the tears. You can see her heartbreak. You can see her betrayal. Again, when she's mad and when she's sad, she starts blinking. But she's probably really just mostly just trying to hold back the tears. But I could understand both sides of why she didn't tell Lisa and why Lisa would be upset. Oh, for sure. I mean, So I understand both yeah. sides, but I'm really glad that Lisa did not bring it up at all in this episode. Being like, well, how come you didn't tell me that hurts my feelings? Because it's not about her feelings right now, but I really love Meredith and Lisa's relationship. They're the twins. They're awesome. Yeah, and I, I just I like found, them a lot. I, I've, I found it really endearing. Um, this That moment really made me think that they were friends in real life. Mm. Now, one thing that I thought was a little bit shocking was Meredith says that this is the happiest and closest she and Seth has ever been. I'm like, what about your wedding? Oh, I'm sure she's skipping over that. What about when you were conceiving your children? I'm you sure know? she's skipping over that. Like, of course. <laughs> she's like, I liked him when we got married, but now we're crazy about each other. <laughs> but it's kind of like that whole, like, you know, re-burning, re like, starting that ember of love again, and it's oh. the re-burning of it. You know? It's... Rekindling. There you go. I'm trying to, that's what I was trying to rekindling. think of. Rekindling. rekindling. Thank you. You know what? We're not having the cocktail that we normally have when we're recording. Yes. And again, this episode just makes me feel so frantic. I, I... think at the break, I'm going to have to get a cocktail, because my <laughs> nerves are shot right now just talking about this again. Hey, it's only 3.30 here in Utah, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> Well, Lisa flat out says that she does not intend to be friends with Jen after this. I mean, she lets us know that she's a little bit uncertain about it. But at this moment, she is not interested in being friends with Jen. Yeah, but Heather, she's like, I'm still going to be friends with her. She's like, listen, she has great redeeming qualities, but she also has very horrible toxic qualities, too. But she does not cut people out of her life like that. She doesn't just cut people out of her life. I relate to that. I always say that you accept your friends for the good and the bad because we all have our good and the bad. However, and you know that I say this all the time, there does come a time when the bad outweighs the good and your best interest is no longer your friend's best interest. Mm -hmm. And when your best interest is no longer their best interest, especially when it's outweighed, that's when it's time to cut it out. Like I said, Bear, friendship, relationships. Oh, no, here we go They're again. ships. You got to take care of them. You got to tend to the sails. You got to reel in that rope. But when it's giving you two choppy of C's, you oh, gotta man. get on the buoy and get out of there. Cue the sound bite. This looks like some real bullshit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very deep. I'm yeah. like a poet. Lisa asks um, Heather, does Jen defend you like this? And that was quite a moment for me. I thought mm -hmm. that was that was a very strong question to ask. Um, to, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Heather does need a wake-up call. Maybe they are getting to that point where Heather Gay's best interest is not Jen Shaw's best interests. Yeah, and that's sad to hear. But I think they're still friends in, like, right now. I hope so. I hope so. so. Well, why don't we uh, take a break? 
Oh, we'll God. go get you that cocktail. Please. We'll take a breath. I'm going to come back drank. And then we'll get back and talk about the hypnotist. <sighs> okay, let's do this. Bye. Welcome back. Hi. And after the commercial break, did you notice that they show the exact same Vega shot from the, of the strip that they showed at the very beginning of the episode? Uh-uh. I wasn't paying attention to these. I was like, you know what, editors? I normally brag about you, but that was a little bit lazy. Mm. Oh, anyhow. Well, the, the ladies returned to their rooms. But, okay, when Meredith was on the phone and saying, I miss you, did you get startled when you heard Brooke's voice come through the phone? I was certain it was Seth. I thought she was talking to Seth. I think we probably wrote down the same things about this. Brooke stepped in shit, so now he's even in a shittier <laughs> mood. And apparently he leaves really nice jackets on the ground to get pooped on, too. Um, but did you notice that Meredith was wearing Brooke's marks? I did notice that. <laughs> I have a few things to say about this. Okay. First of all, unless I've been gone for like to summer camp, I don't think my mom said I've missed you after only being like gone a day or two. <laughs> That's true. I feel like that is very just kind of romantic to tell someone that you've missed them after just like a day or two. I haven't seen my mom in like almost a year and she still doesn't say she misses me. <laughs> and then the other thing is, this is the dog Teddy who stepped in the dog poop who walks on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> You're very upset about that. <laughs> well, you know, it was it was triggering when I heard this. I was like, oh, this is the same dog that walks on the tables. Well, obviously, it's not <laughs> very trained. Right? <laughs> and then cut to Heather telling her friend Angela that Jen has left from for the airport. Jen has left the building, people. <laughs> and uh, Heather needs to go get her stuff from the... I can't call it a shopping spree because... It seems like Heather had to pay for all of her own stuff. So we'll just call it the shopping event. There you go. That's good. The shopping <laughs> event. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, Whitney really wanted this weekend to be a bonding weekend. No, this is Elastigirl. Elastigirl? Elastigirl from The Incredible. You didn't see Whitney turn into a pretzel on her bed? Oh! <laughs> What are you talking about? I was like, she, she, like when I was a kid, it was Stretch Armstrong, but I guess Stretch nowadays Armstrong, it would yeah. be Elastic Girl. I was like, you know me, I love stretching. It feels so good. I could touch my toes. I could touch underneath my toes. Well, I, you know, I just immediately went. They, but I when just, she pulled her leg up over her head, I was like, girl, I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And then Whitney tells us about the time that she started her period on a water slide. I didn't need to hear that, but I, it was great. <laughs> you know, the good analogy, great. But that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hope nobody was in the slide below you. I'd rather be at church right now. No. <laughs> and just, you know, I don't think any of us just really wanted to know that. No, but did you notice she's wearing her Iris and Bow shirt? Uh, listen, if you're not... Product brand placement, yeah, branding. Do it, do it, do it. I mean, they all are. Yeah, I they mean, I would are. too. 
Brooks yeah. is even doing it. Mary is walking down the same hallway. She's only allowed in three places. The hallway, the kitchen, and her closet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she's got food and water to make her long stay in the closet yes. much more enjoyable. Her smoothie and her bowl of water. That's what she lives on. She asked Charlinda, she asked Charlinda if she cleaned off the bench so that Mary can actually climb into her bed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you might have a hoarding issue mm. if Charlinda needs to move the stuff so you can, like, step up onto your bed. <laughs> and uh, so Lisa calls Mary and spills what's going on there. So this is where I feel something was kind of fishy with Lisa. Okay. Not once does Lisa try to talk to Mary about what Mary said about her and Meredith. She doesn't once say, hey, Whitney has created this huge fight because she said you told her that I was scared of her. Me and Meredith were scared of her. She doesn't once say this. That's what I thought this conversation was going to be. Why didn't Lisa ask her why she said to Whitney that she was scared of Jen? Why didn't she? Mind blown. So I'm like, that's when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense that there's something bigger behind this. There, She was talking to her like she was just her friend. Like nothing oh, no, happened. No. She's like, crazy you, stuff Mary. is going on. I love you. You're so, I'm so glad you weren't here, but I need you here because I need to go back to the Church of Mary, blah, blah, blah. That's some fishy stuff right away well, because she was so pissed off at Whitney for even saying that and she wanted it to be known that she was not scared of Jen. And also the day before at the racetrack when Whitney said, I was just repeating something about Mary, Lisa made a remark of, like, take away the grain of salt. So why didn't she say anything during this conversation? How come she didn't ask her? Dun, Mary, dun, why did dun. you say this? Yeah. I was like, ooh. When I wrote, that was when I wrote this down. I was like, ooh, I can't wait for you to hear what I had oh to say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, you know, Mary with... Mary and her words. If you chose, if you choose not to listen, then whatever happens to you, you deserve it. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, there's a much nicer way to say that, you know? And you know what? People make mistakes and stuff. And, you know, just because you don't listen to some lady that's living in her closet doesn't mean you deserve whatever's coming to you. The crazy closet lady. And again, Mary's only seen... This whole entire episode. She's only in the closet. Like I said, if they ever let her out of that closet and around Jen next season, it's going to be crazy. Keep it in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) That reminded me of, like, Club 67. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meredith and Lisa meet Whitney out front. Where are they coming from? Did like Lisa and Meredith got to breakfast without everybody else? Where where are they coming? They're like literally coming from the parking lot. Yeah, I have no idea, but I want to say something about Meredith's outfit in this with I've that ocelot like outfit. Dying to hear what you have to say. This about is it. my hands down favorite outfit of the Salt Lake City franchise. You better work, honestly, and I think it's mostly in part to. Meredith, of who Meredith is, her personality, she wore that outfit to death. And it looks so good on her. It is such a powerful statement piece. And it's elegant. It shows off, I think, Meredith's personality the most. And I don't know why. it That outfit just blew me away. And I, I love, 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 love it. Well, I, de- I liked it. I loved it, too. And I definitely love... I love that. Right? I definitely love the risk. Yes. Like, it's 
it, and it worked so well, even though it's just like a morning thing. It could be an evening wear too. I love it. It looks so yeah. amazing. Even next week when they show Meredith showing up to the beauty lab and laser thing with that face mask on, mm-hmm. I love the risk. Oh, and she's wearing it underneath that outfit. Did you notice? <laughs> She's wearing it underneath the outfit. It's around her chest piece. It's seriously. So I'm like, girl, get it. You better reuse, recycle, reuse, recycle. <laughs> Amen. So, um, but I will say that I don't love Lisa's boots in this scene. She's wearing like these 80s looking boots that I just don't love. But I love seeing Lisa and Whitney being like kind of cutie and cute and friendly together. Mm-hmm. Like, hey girl, you know. I love I really hope those three become good friends no, no, because no, I, I, I know it's not I, happening. I, 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 but I thought I think they were really cute. But you know, we do know that they hung out like before the beginning of the season. Remember the flashback to when Lisa was telling they give Whitney a makeover? Mm-hmm. So we do know that they like tried to become friends before Whitney complained about Lisa's bartenders. Gosh, and we're going to find out some stuff in this reunion. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, so, Heather's, Heather's running, running late, late. because <laughs> <laughs> she has to pick up her stuff from Jen's room, and when she enters Jen's room, I got so scared when the camera panned and Jen was there. Surprise! Oh my gosh, it scared me so bad. I was like, <gasps> and but Jen's mood, completely different. It's the whole Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Completely different. She's happy and charming, and she's like, thank God for the shot squad. Do you think that she ever actually left the building? I don't, no, no, no. I don't think she left the building at all. Yeah, I, I kind of didn't feel it. But Heather Gay, another moment. Man, her face is expressive. and it, Not like a Mary type of expressive, but Mm-mm. just uh, says a thousand words, you know? Yeah, so Jen says she's going to go shopping with the Shaw Squad, most likely. Um, and then she asks for everybody to clear the room so they can talk. And if I was Heather, I'd be like, Stuart, can you please <laughs> s- can you stay here Stuart. for just a minute? Stuart! <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, I'm stunned. I'm Stu Chains. Stu Chains. Stu Chains, I'm stunned. Hey, it's, it's Stu Chains. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jen says she rolls deep with her squad, and it, I felt like when she said that, she was kind of digging at Heather, saying, they're real friends. Like, these are the friends that I need. These are the type of friends I need. I kind of got that kind of, you know, kind of attack towards Whitney when she said that. Yeah. Um, Heather calls out Jen. She's like, first of all, what is the truth? What are, you know, Jen comes up with 18 reasons why she's mad, and Heather's like, no, so what, what? What really is? What are you really mad about? Yeah, and she even says, like, I know that's not what you're mad about. Like, yeah. Jen just, bottom line is, Jen wants someone else to take the fall for her bad behavior at Sharif's party. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily taking the fall for that, it's taking the fall for something to leave the blame off of Jen Shaw. Yeah, she's hyper-focused you know, on I, it. I just, I can't get on the train of Jen Shaw's Instagram live recently. You know, I'm a fan. I I'm do a like fan. Jen a lot. Um, and again, thank God for Jen Shaw this season. She's really... She's carried the show. She's I, I wouldn't say that she's carried the show because we have some really strong characters, but she's really... Carried the drama. There That's you go. There she you go. stirred it up. Yeah. And so... But when her saying that she can't breathe, she felt like her throat was being stomped on. I'm I was like, like That's these women much. being mad at you about this is not at all equal not to racial inequality. Even comparable. No, 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 no. This is I, I finally learned what gaslighting is. 
because Whitney was mentioning gaslighting and the Watch What Happens Live, and luckily I was with my best friend, my best girlfriend, Sarah, and she, she's hip with the language, you know. She's, she's hip. She's, she's hip cool. with the kids. <laughs> and um, she explained to I mean, I did a little bit of Google search, but I was still like, so she did a little bit of uh, clearing it up for me and it really uh, this is really very much like I'm going to try to make you think you know it's very much like deflection I'm going to very much make you think that this is the problem when really this other thing is the problem oh and later on when they get to the hypnotist place like even Jen can't focus on what she's mad about because everyone else is like well no that's because that's not what you said or that's not what we said you know like they keep cutting her off and it's just that hypnotist scene is intense well applause to heather gay for saying the person that's up is you how many mm-hmm. people have ever said that to jen shaw in her life well maybe before the housewives i don't know maybe before she was rich and famous i don't know but i can guarantee you in a while no one said that mm-hmm. except I, for maybe i'm very she... proud of heather for doing that yeah you go girl but jen thinks her actions are valid because she was provoked she you know she's scrambling so hard that she can't even focus on why she's mad mm-hmm. she's mad about 18 different things she keeps saying she has a problem with people lying in this scene mm-hmm. this scene it's about people just lying mm-hmm. and and, sh- and she's only mad at Whitney, you know. She isn't even mad at Lisa or Meredith. Like, I don't... it's all just uh, again. Well, Jen, yeah, Jen says she needs to know who her friends are, and I feel like she's going to lose a really good one because of this. And again, I, I I've had friends similar to Jen Shaw. And I just really think, you know, she's really going through something right now, and she's not like I said on an earlier um, episode is she's going through so much and she cannot lose one more thing in her life, even an argument. argument. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. I've been there, I've been that insane and crazy where you can't, you even know you're not even being logical, but you stick Mm -hmm. to your guns. Mm -hmm. And I I feel so bad because I've been there and I don't like that. I hate it. Um, next, Whitney, Meredith, and Lisa show up to a beautiful but strange home. I mean, strange to them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Kimberly... Friedmutter, I believe, who is a hypnotist. And apparently Phaedra really likes... Uh, she's very yeah. well known, so Phaedra from Atlanta knows of this lady. Right, has visited herself, reached out to Andy Cohen about that. I like that Lisa and Meredith introduced themselves by first and last name. <laughs> I, well, I just think it's smart in a business sense of anything else. Yeah. I, um, I don't know that... I, I'm going to remember that for now on. Like, in, in business interactions, I'm going to remember to do that because I was impressed by that and something that I just didn't think of. Are you going to start saying, I'm Papa the Bear? Yes. Nice to meet you. Yes. <laughs> Papa the Bear. The ladies are there to find their inner voice. Bring out those crystals. <laughs> Lisa gives a mo Like, I do feel like Lisa was very open-minded after it got started, but when they she first s- finds out why they're there, you can see a look of, of, on her face like, uh-oh, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> they, these types of things that people are really into, it might not be for everybody, but you know, it's an experience that I would... Even I would love to indulge in. Well, and a lot of people, especially who are into different uh, uh, Christian-based religions, including Mormon, are very hesitant about these things that could be tied to the occult. Or Or like voodoo kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand But again, she had a great attitude through it. She she held the balls. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they get started early, but before they can even get started, the doorbell rings. It interrupts everything. And then, dun-dun-dun, Jen Shaw walks in with Heather and immediately... Everybody tensed up. Even I tensed up. I was like, the oh. oxygen leaves the room. The energy just 
completely shifted in here. I think Kimberly needs a much bigger crystal. We're going to need a bigger crystal over here, people. <laughs> right? Now, a few things about this. First of all, people have been hating on Jen Shaw's little green jumpsuit. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really retro. I thought it was really cute. It didn't fit her giant chest, but I thought it, it was a really cute outfit. <laughs> right away, Jen is not having this hypnotist stuff. She's not into it at all. And you could Even the hypnotist is like, I can tell you're not into it <laughs> right. at all. Are you comfortable? I also want to point out that you can tell that the confessionals are not filmed on the same day. Because, you know, I've heard that they have to, like, take pictures of their hair and their makeup and their outfit because they only get, like, three confessionals looks per season, but they filmed the concession confessionals multiple times. Mm -hmm. And Whitney's red outfit with this kind of a mod style with the with the big eyebrow, thick eyebrows and the blonde hair. You can tell here that there's different days because her eyebrows are at different heights. Mm. Like you know, sometimes you can say, "Oh, girl just got Botox yesterday." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some of them they look perfectly normal, and also her hair looks a little bit different. But you know, I, that was a pretty evident for me. There. <sighs> Can we please just put balls in our hands? I'm dying to get to this part. I love balls. <laughs> Listen, I'm always dying to put the balls in my hands. Balls. And you can feel that weight and the heaviness. Don't take these balls away from me. Take those balls away from your hands. <laughs> let these balls be. Just let those balls be. I need these balls. <laughs> you know what? Tra trance state is the bomb. It is. I think it's awesome. <laughs> So we're rolling our heads. We're playing with our balls. Let's get these balls in our hands. They're heavy. Ooh, these ones are a little bit lighter. This one's a little lopsided than the other one. You know what? Just let those balls be. Just let those balls be. Don't burn your hands. But you know what? Amen. Just let those balls be is what I say. Amen. Let those balls be. <laughs> let those balls be. But, Jen, are you comfortable? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Maybe Jen just doesn't like to play with balls. Maybe she was never into sports. She, I think she wants real balls. She don't want no fake balls in her hands. She wants softballs, footballs, soccer <laughs> balls, volleyballs. Is that what you're saying? We love the meatballs. Yes. All right. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. This is a family podcast. It is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So they adjourned to the another room with that giant sectional of a couch. Hot. I want a house that big with a sectional that big. That sectional was as big as the water vase in the middle where they like get the water. Did you see that? Yes. I put, there is so much glass. Who cleans that house? That is my living nightmare. And you don't have Jen where you need to have glass. That's Ugh. a wrong thing to do. Can you believe <laughs> that Whitney sits right next to Jen? That made me so nervous. That's, and you know, she feels like there's damage to the group or just the pod of self. Feeling a lot of damage. <laughs> she notices right away that this group has had some damage recently. And Jen and, you jumps know, in. This jumps is a in. safe space until uh -huh. Jen gets a glass in her hand. But you know that Jen, <sighs> Jen goes right into it. Like she's the first one that starts talking. Yeah, and Lisa starts blinking. <laughs> Jen wants to get to the point of people lying, but she starts talking and doesn't even bring up that people are lying. Yeah, Meredith says the reason that Jen is the bad guy is because Jen was telling her who to be friends with. And then Jen, you know, when Jen speaks, 
when she was in the hotel room with Heather, and now in this situation, she speaks, she advances forward, she advances forward, and then she has to backtrack a lot because she really is not focused on what is the relationship. Yeah, here. Jen is tripping over her words so much, and the ladies are keep checking her on everything. Jen even has to like see that she doesn't even make sense right now. But it's all these word choices and focusing on certain words and jumbling them up and semantics, or, like semantics, yes. semantics. Um, <laughs> so it. it <sighs> So Lisa speaks up. Conversation. She, Lisa <laughs> speaks up to Jen, and then just like when she said to Whitney, "So speak to me, Whitney." And then two seconds later, said, "Shut the f up, Whitney." Yes. <laughs> this time she looks at Kimberly and she says, "It's my turn to talk, isn't it?" And then as soon as Kimberly starts She's to respond, like, well, she actually, st- <laughs> and then Jen just re- jumps right back in. This hypnotist has got to be like, "What?" She, her energy. <laughs> she, I mean. I bet she had to have a bonfire of sage after they left. Oh, clean that oh, my, room. Maybe she just blew up her house. <laughs> um, so Kimberly tries to get to the bottom line, and now Jen's bottom line this time is that she is loyal, and she expects that kind of loyalty back. But what does loyalty mean to her, especially? You know, you can't act so rationally like that. You know, it, but again, she keeps on saying she wants loyal friends, but she multiple times has like threatened to cut people out of her friendship like heather yeah so and then meredith calls her out for so loyal why are you talking about my marriage and did you notice that when (laughs) meredith called her out jen looks to kimberly for like help me like what do i say now does she say sorry now (laughs) (laughs) and so meredith says i don't get angry easily you don't want me angry I legit don't want to see her angry because that scared me. That like legit freaked me out when she said that because she. I don't want Meredith's teacher voice. I don't want Mer. I don't want Meredith's teacher voice <laughs> at all. And we all know your teacher voice. So for those of you who don't know me personally, I think you can already tell that I'm a pretty easygoing guy, a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, but. <laughs> and you know, and I'm the kind of person who will forgive you a thousand times, but once you get to a thousand and one. That's when you're going to see me angry. That's when you make a sixth grade girl cry. <laughs> that's that's when it happens. So as a middle school teacher for 21 years, <laughs> the one thing that you could do to make me see red or turn green is to tell me no in my classroom. You're starting to bring it out. Bring it down a little bit. You're <laughs> yeah, scaring I am. I'm me. Getting mad. This whole episode has just got me so worked up. <laughs> So um, there have been a few times that a student told me no in my classroom, and they might have had to shed a tear because Ooh, the first time I said no to you in your classroom, I was I cried for like a week. Well, to, but you like being paddled, so it's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So um, this is a family show. <laughs> So Jen says that she would never, ever say anything or get in between anybody's marriage, and then all of them call her out, starting with Whitney. <sighs> and even Heather joins in. And it's like, that's you, that's not true. Like, you have been saying these things. And then Kimberly literally gives her the apology to give, and Jen just can't. <laughs> she just, it's so funny. Like, that was, even though it was tense, because I didn't know how Jen was going to pop off to Kimberly, it was also kind of funny. I was waiting for her to be like, turn to Kimberly, I'm going to bury you in your own backyard <laughs> if you tell me to, how to apologize one more time. <laughs> but you know what, Kimberly? 
Emily was right. Apologies should not come with conditions. Forgiveness is for yourself. Yeah. You know, when you apologize to someone or when you forgive someone, it's mostly to cleanse yourself for doing what doing what is right. Mm-hmm. But unless you've offended someone, then it's also to make amends. And you know what, Jen should know that. Whitney did the same thing. Whitney apologized with some kind of conditions, and Jen did not like that at, uh-uh. the, at the Mystic But Hotspots. then Whitney um, apologized to Lisa and Meredith without conditions, and it went beautifully. Um, <sighs> that, Ma- uh, that coaching of the apology was hard to watch. Oh, it was awesome. <sighs> did you notice that, that Meredith said, thank you, not I accept? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she said thank you. I don't know if thank you is supposed to mean I accept, but I think that's what I would choose if I wasn't ready to say I accept, just like Jen Shaw is not ready to accept Whitney's apology. I mean, because that apology didn't even... It seemed like that apology wasn't even heartfelt. It felt like she had to say it. Yeah. So I have a really great idea. Now let's play a game. Yay, a game. What's the game? What's the game, Bear? Trust, not trust. Oh, is this where you fall back into somebody's arms? You know, like, so they catch you? No, it's when everyone raises their hand to say they don't trust you and make you feel like the worst person. Ooh, I don't like this game. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I mean, they have been teasing it for weeks that it was coming up in this episode, but it wouldn't really happened. It just was even more intense. She should have done this, like, heads up, seven up. Like, could everybody put their heads down and be like, all right, put your hand up if you know. But no, she did it. She's like, I want everybody to see who they trust oh and don't God. trust. Red Rover, Red Rover, have Jen Shaw over. Oh. <laughs> um, it made me upset when they said, well, who trusts Heather and who doesn't trust Heather? And Jen raised her hand. I'm like, Jen. It really made me angry the first time. And I bet you Heather Gay was about ready to rip her weave out. But, you know, Jen just, she didn't want to be the only one who had their hand raised against. And I'm like, but you're the one raising your hand now, so you didn't make it any better. <laughs> you know? Girl, it's like, <laughs> you're not the only one. Demure, but boiling over. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I did like that, too. Maybe that'll be my tagline next season. I'm demure, but boiling over. <laughs> That's good stuff. I don't know. We'll figure. <laughs> I'm nervous about coming up with my tagline. Oh, I've already got my. Know, I've already got I my know. next one. Um, and then I totally related to Whitney when she's like, "Can I just go get my own space?" She's like, "I'm just gonna move over here. I'm a little scared. I want my own space." Okay. And Kimberly's like, "I love that. I love it when you know this. You're responsible for your own space. Are you comfortable?" Are you- yeah. Um, Heather shares that last night was aggressive and violent, and she came at her. She said, you preach loyalty, but you've been a really shitty friend. And then, here we go back again. Jen Shaw's like, yeah, my reaction was big because my reaction's always going to be big when it comes to my friends or family. Don't they know me by now? Okay, and she says that it contradicts what she says is you could always come to me and talk to me about anything. Well, now we know you can't talk to her about friends or family. Don't um, you know be my now is just again, you know, I think it, I said it in our very first episode ever. That is just an excuse for bad behavior. I wonder what Jen thinks about Heather's and her relationship after seeing this season because multiple times Heather has had Jen's back when Jen was not there. Yeah. Uh, listen, this reunion is gonna just be mine. Listen, blowing. every single person feels attacked right now. I'm feeling very attacked. Um <laughs> You know, Jen trying to move blame away from her and she keeps digging herself in deeper and deeper and tripping over what she's saying. But she keeps on bringing up the reasons to be mad 
but everybody is saying how contradictory it is. Yeah, call me anything you want, but you can't call me a disloyal friend and then cut to her being a disloyal friend over you know, and this, over again. This episode kind of reminded me of the last RuPaul's episode with Candy Muse. Oh. Is she being conceited or arrogant or is she just confident? You know, it's kind of the same thing with Jen. Yeah, I think Jen is, for one thing, a little bit unaware mm-hmm. of herself. I think she's also very aware of other aspects of herself that she can get away with. Yes. Um, I also feel like when she's in such a rage, she doesn't even know that other people are talking. She's a very passionate woman. (laughs) She is a very passionate woman. Well, she's also a passionate woman on the brink of ruining a friendship with Heather Gay. Yeah, and I don't like seeing... I just don't like seeing Jen like this because I know that it... I hope this isn't her personality. I 100% think that there's something bigger to her life that's going on right now. I am glad to see that her and Coach Shaw are still doing good right now. Uh, You know. Right. So that's good. Um, And they're actually, this Wednesday, after the season finale, Coach Shaw is going to go live on Jen Shaw's Instagram for Coach Shaw Pep Talk. We cannot miss that. We're not missing that. We cannot miss that. It's at 11 p.m., so I can't miss it. I predict for season two... We're going to see a lot more of the fun side of Jen Shaw. Mm. I feel like there's already the drama is already built in. <laughs> I feel like the drama is taken care of. I feel like um, as for a little bit of damage control, um, but also I believe that when she's not being a monster, <laughs> I believe that she probably is a blast. Mm-hmm. I believe she can very much be the CEO of fun. Oh, 100%. I mean, her rolling through her office in skates and a tiara, I'm like, that's Jen Shaw. That's fun. I want I next want... week her, them dancing in the yeah, living room. Yeah, that's the Jen Shaw I want to remember. Well, all I can say is thank God this episode is over. <laughs> like, I want to watch it 18 more times, but I want to take a month off in between because it, this, like, I'm like, this gets me so riled up and I, I am excited in a weird kind of way. I know. We were separated because I was at home <laughs> in Europe with your mom in Knoxville and I was like calling you after a, a break and I was just like, this episode, I can't, I can't handle this. I need you here. Like, this episode's just too much. <laughs> and last night when we were taking notes, we would like try to start talking about it, but then we had to cut each other off like, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not allowed to talk to each other <laughs> until we start doing the podcast. Yeah, and it's ruining my life because like, I don't like to listen to other podcasts until we record our podcast podcast so that our opinions aren't skewed you know yes. so it's uh, i'm not ruining my life that was a bad choice of words but <laughs> it's, so it's ruining my schedule for sure yeah <laughs> you guys again thank you so 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 very much for your words of encouragement and just simply for listening we have one more episode in this season i'm i'm so excited about this this started off as just an idea between both of us and it's really jumped up it's been fun it's brought me and you closer together amen to that it's brought in a lot more more fans to us and it's been it's been awesome i've been so excited about this podcast and i just want to thank all of our fans so far and just keep spreading the good word of the real house bears um and in addition to our rebranding and in addition to where in the world is vita tequila we've got some other really exciting things in the works that we're just not going to spoil oh my gosh you guys aren't going to believe this listen i'm not we're not going to tell you because we don't want to ruin the surprise i want to tell them but i will go ahead and tell you that my life is changing this week i'm very i'm mostly excited for you yeah so um 
<laughs> little little. Uh, you guys have to tune in to the next episode. <laughs> little cliffhanger. <laughs> in the meantime, please join us on all of our social media outlets on Instagram and Facebook. We are the Real House Bears of SLC. On Twitter, we are House Bears of SLC, and you can also email us at the Real House Bears of SLC at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube at The Real House Bears of SLC. Please like and subscribe to our videos. And we are also on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it if everyone would give us a nice little review on iTunes podcast. Five-star rating. Five-star rating. And maybe write a little bit something nice about how much you love Hunter. Um, <laughs> and you know what? And with this rebranding, we're not going to start up new sites or new pages or anything. So if you're already liked us on The Real House Bears of SLC, when we change to The Real House Bears, you will still be our friend and a fan. We'll catch up with y'all after the finale. Have a great week. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Two, three. I didn't catch the very first part of that. I had record too late. But it's on now. A, B, C. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. It's me. Who is it? Are you wondering? (laughs) Meatballs.